This is episode four, Trash Talking with Eco Warriors. You're tuning in to Trash Talking with Eco Warriors, where women share inspiring stories about their careers in green business, sustainability, and conservation. Here's your host and founder of Trashy Beauty, Barbara Lee. Hey Eco Warriors, this is Barbara, your host and founder of Trashy Beauty, the company working to repurpose waste into beauty products and get you to rethink what you throw in the trash. Thank you for listening to our inspiring stories with female eco warriors from around the world as we listen to their journeys and hear about their tips for living a more sustainable lifestyle. If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and share this podcast on iTunes. Your five-star ratings ensure that others can discover these great stories and it helps spur more eco warriors to action. We're about four weeks away now from the Lifefoot Market. The Lifefoot Market is a sustainable market that takes place here in Chelsea, New York. It's a pop-up holiday market where it features locally made products that are all eco-conscious and sustainable. One of the products that will be sold there is the Trashy Beauty Coffee Body Scrub and also some fashion from Malaika. Malaika Hanning is our guest today. She is a eco-warrior who has her own fashion line. She was great to speak with because she's just one of those people who goes for the things that she wants. She decided she was going to have her own fashion line and she did it in the most eco-friendly way possible. She plants trees for every garment that's sold and reduces the amount of fabric that's wasted through the design process by creating minimal designs and ensuring that her designs can be worn forever. The fashion industry is the second biggest polluter of the environment just after the oil industry. From fabric dyes that are released into water systems, wasted fabric scraps that are thrown out from designs, fast fashion made to be worn and thrown out, and thousands of pounds of clothing that's flown around the world and shipped out again. The fashion industry leaves a huge impact on the planet. Malaika actually uses recycled material that is made from plastic, uses bicycle inner tubes on her clothing, and rescues plastic bags to make her jewelry pieces. She has been to Bangladesh and seen the rivers run blue. As we move towards one of the biggest consumer holidays of the year, I think Malaika's story is incredibly important to hear. Let's get trash talking. My name is Malaika Haining, and I'm the founder of Malaika New York, which is a sustainable fashion brand. I am originally from Denmark, but I've lived in the New York area for a few years now. Cool. How did you get your start in fashion? Well, I always... From when I grew up, I always wanted to be in fashion um, and live, you know, not in Denmark, but basically anywhere else, uh, the bigger cities. Yeah, talk a little bit about how you came about to start your fashion line and what was the inspiration for it? Um, yeah, so I always wanted to have my own brand. Um, I was not, sh- I just wasn't sure about, like, you know, what my mission would be. Um but, you know, being Danish and growing up, you know, being very aware about, you know, what we do to the environment. Like, you know, my dad was always talking about, you know, save on the water, you know, close the windows for the heat and, you know, sort our waste and, and so on. Um, 
But uh, I think it really, really came to me when I had a zero waste construction class at Parsons. That's what when I really realized what I had to do. Cool. So did you pursue your degree in fashion design? Yeah. So my degree was, well, not the first one. The second one was. The first one was actually uh, in logistics. Um <laughs> Uh, a little bit different, um, but, you know, coming from a small um, city as I did in Denmark, people were like, no, you know, fashion, you shouldn't do that. Um, you should have a more natural uh, path of your career. So kind of came to logistics because I wanted to travel. And um, so that's why I chose that path. Where where did you find, like, your initial interest in sustainability and conservation we had we had to create a garment um of course it had to be wearable but also we're not allowed to you know sew um, and we weren't really allowed to cut that much um so that's you know the word zero waste um came from i was just so inspired because i mean why would you waste fabric if you didn't have to and i mean it just made no sense to me and i was like okay um let's let you know let's see what i can do with it Cool. What was the first thing you ever created? It was actually uh, my most popular and bestseller uh, today. <laughs> um, it was um, several waste vests, um, and you know, um, I wasn't sure that you know you have the, you have the right idea because it's such a special garment. It has not been made before, and you know, it's a one of a kind piece. Um, but I was wearing it actually going on an inspiration um, shopping sp- uh, trip to a store in L.A. And uh, they were, you know, they loved it. I just walked in the door and I was like, Where, when can I order it? <laughs> oh, that's so fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> do you still have that original piece? I do, yeah. But, I mean, it is very rough compared to what I have today because, like, um, it's all snaps because uh, there's only sewing to keep the nice armhole and I mean I sewed on the snaps and it's I mean by hand and it's really not that nice um, but uh, I mean it works. That's so great. So you kind of took a roundabout path to how you ended up finding your company. Yes for sure and you know I mean even doing logistics you find out like you know air freight is so much more harmful to the environment than ocean freight um, so, you know, and also I learned a lot about time management and, you know, how to run a business. And so I'm not, you know, I'm happy what what I did uh, before I took the fashion degree. And I think also that's also inspired me to, you know, do more of the sustainable path than anything else. Tell me a little bit more about maybe some of the challenges that you faced in building your business and maybe in your career in general. Oh, God, where should I start? <laughs> Um, I mean, I mean, building a business, uh, from the ground up is, um, it's very challenging. Where do you start? Like, what should be, you know, the first thing you do? Um, and, you know, I never started a business before. I mean, I took a business degree, but that doesn't mean that you can, you know, start a company. Um, so I just started, you know, typing. What was it about? What did I want to do? What would I, what would I like to accomplish? Like, how many styles did I want to do? Where do I, like, how did I, you know, where do I get the fabrics from? You know, and it's a lot of um, a question, especially it's getting, you know, like, I would say like a 50 to 100 percent more difficult when it's sustainable because you have to think about everything that you do. You can't just create anything. You have to think about, like, 
you know, like how big of a waste of the fabric am I doing, you know, um, and so on. There's so many things. Yeah. Can you uh, elaborate a little bit more about maybe something that like recently happened? Yeah. So, you know, um, I, I'm seasonless uh, with my collection. Um, so I'm trying to keep very monochrome uh, um, colors in my collection. And but also, you know, the the construction of the garments. So many designers, they draw something and then they ask um, overseas or, you know, maybe the higher higher end brands, they do something in the garments to make a sample there. But mostly they send their drawings to, to China and then they make something and, and, you know, then, I mean, they get it back and that's how it works. For me, it's a little bit different. Um, when you create a, a zero-waste piece, you can draw something, but you have no idea if it's possible. So you have to, like, you know, drape it and then see, you know, if it works or not. And recently, um, I was uh, doing a new jacket, which is really difficult uh, for that kind of pattern. And, like, I had a shoulder issue. Like, how do I fix it? Cool. Um, can you talk a little bit about your sustainability model within your business? Because I know that you try to work on making your garments zero waste and where you source your materials from. But I also know that you have this cool program where you plant a tree for every item that's purchased. Yes, that's correct. Um, it's for the Earth Day um, project. So every garment sold, uh, we donate a uh, tree. And um, but I mean we have so many sustainable factors, but our biggest one is uh, is the waste part because it's it's the I feel for me at least it's the biggest concern because when you cut a regular pattern, even if it's made out of organic uh, cotton or whatnot, um, you still have a thirty percent waste. And what do you do with that? Um, you know so. Um, that's the biggest part, but, um, you know, I started out sourcing all, all the fabrics from the garment district in New York, um, to make the, um, the carbon footprint, uh, a bit smaller. Uh, but also, you know, you cannot, you know, they get it from somewhere else. Um, so as I have grown with the company, I have, uh, finally found some agents, uh, where they produce it in the U.S. or in, you know, at least in North America, I get some fabrics from Canada as well. So I'm trying to fix mm-hmm. that way. And and um, but I also went overseas for one fabric because they use the uh, uh, regenerated nylon. Um, they use fishing wires and old uh, carpentry. Wow, cool. So does that present challenges in and of itself, like trying to work with these different companies and get smaller batches of things from all over? All over the yeah, country that, or around the world. <laughs> that 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 too for sure. Um, so I'm just you know, but also a, a fun thing that uh, that we do is that we upcycle uh, things that would normally just be thrown in the in the trash. Um, so we make these really cool jewelry and embellishment out of uh, grocery bags. Cool. And, uh, and recently we actually are using uh, bike tubes. Um, oh, nice. as well. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I love um like inner tube bike tire jewelry. I think it's so beautiful. <laughs> Try to do what I can. I think we should backtrack a little bit and maybe explain to people who don't really understand. Um, I think with some of the documentaries that come have come out recently, like True Cost, um, 
and some of the more exposure, like with Fashion Revolution Week, I think people are starting to understand why it's important to kind of minimize waste within the fashion industry. But um, do you want to explain a little bit about why it's important to you and how you're combating those issues? So, you know, we, we uh, use a very close-knit uh, supply chain, which means that, you know, we know exactly what, you know, goes on. I go, you know, we produce everything locally here in New York. So I was there the other day and, you know, somebody had cooked the whole day and made food for all of them. I've been to, to Bangladesh a couple of times and it's a, it's a huge uh, industry uh, for them to, uh, you know, to produce clothing, it, you know, company bigger companies don't want to mention names. They have this factory that they work with, but then that factory um, subcontract to other companies, which many times the larger companies do not see or cannot control in a way because it's overseas, so they can hide many things for you. Okay? And we also do want to support the U.S. garment industry because. It is, you know, it is, it is still dying, um, and I, I really don't want it to go away, um, and I really want to support the U.S. Um, garment, uh, well, you know, the U.S. Uh, garment uh, industry. Designers here, or you know, generally designers, they make a drawing, and they have this idea. They send that idea overseas. They make the first sample. They make the second sample. They make the third sample. The fourth, fifth, and maybe even the sixth. And all of this goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, you know. Imagine all the pollution happening right there, uh, but also all the waste. I think, you know, it was H&M. They had um, an issue where they had um, some jeans. There was a label on the back side of them. And that, that label, I mean, it was attached to the pants, but that label had some kind of, uh, what do you call it, like a collar in it or some chemical that was not allowed. So instead of, you know, just taking off the label and putting on a new label, they destroyed uh, like three, two, three trucks of just jeans because there was a label on the back, something like that, right? Oh, my gosh. I mean, things like this goes on all the time, and they overproduce as well, and that just goes directly into the trash. They don't even sell it. I think what what would help just generally is if you produce overseas, at least as you know, you mentioned, like try to do everything locally, like even maybe get the factory to make the the fabrics for you, because that is you know being done. I know a very good factory. She uses a factory in Bangladesh. You know, machinery, large machinery that makes these uh, beautiful fabrics, but they source everything in Bangladesh. Yeah, so that's definitely lowering the, the footprint. Tell me a little bit, I know that you said that you've been to Bangladesh. Tell me about a really difficult or maybe like sad moment that you've had um, regarding your career or maybe like with nature in general. I, I mean, I can mention the Bangladesh just shortly. Um, you know, some days, you know, when the river is red, that's when they are coloring something red or blue um it's it's that bad it's like going back to the 1930s um basically <laughs> um and uh it is it's terrible i mean yeah i mean so you you've seen it yeah i've seen it yes i haven't been to a factory but i've seen the rivers oh wow yeah i mean i hear about it but you know, it's one of those things you're like, is it is it as bad as they're describing, or it, is it worse? It is, it is very, no, it is very bad. How does that kind of tie in for you and what you're trying to accomplish in changing and leading the way for change in the fashion industry? I just realized that, um, you know, there's 
there is way too much waste happening. There is way too much things that we do not control in this world that actually can be controlled. Um, and I want to be, I want to be a part of it. Um, but also, you know, my main, my biggest concern right now is the climate change. That is a, a very, very serious thing that's happening. And, you know, I talked to my mom just the other day and she was like, um, talking about, you know, um, the, how much it's rained lately. I mean, it's just been nonstop raining in Denmark. It's, it's a little bit colder climate. And uh, so, you know, when they talk about climate change, they talk about, you know, it's getting, where it's cold, it's getting colder, and when it's warm, it's getting warmer. So we were, like, talking about that part of it, too. I don't know if a lot of people realize. I think Denmark's one of the countries where there's almost, like, zero waste coming out of the entire country. It's it's so insane. I mean, a big country like this, it's, it's I don't know, it's frightening. Tell me about, like, an inspirational moment that you've had, maybe, like, in nature or within your career or, you know, like, something that really inspired you. The biggest motivation factor for me, and also not just what I I do for for a living, but also you know my everyday life. I I think about like you know when going to to the supermarket, I bring my own bags. I don't you know when you have groceries, I go to farmers market because they have everything in bulk. So I I you know take my own bag so I don't have that to throw out. You know again coming back you know it all circles back to the climate change I feel like and that's really you know inspiring to me. Do you have a particular moment when you realized how much you loved nature, or like a moment that you've had like within nature that has been really inspirational for you? I mean yeah I mean I love hiking. Um, and I love the nature just generally. I love to be outside. I love to, you know, bike. Um, yeah, so, you know, and, and it's just saddening, you know. Um, sometimes I ride my bike and I see, you know, plastic bags in, in the curbs and I'll like stop my bike and I'll take it with me home um, and try to see what I can do with it. Sure, with that. I think there's like a statistic I recently learned that a plastic bag is used on average for about 12 minutes. That's correct. That's exactly right. And that's how I, I came up with the idea because I was trying to um, create this texture. I had in mind it was like a, a peeling um, paint. And I was like, how how can I do this? And first I bought some fabrics and like, you know, like, why would I buy this fabric? Like, I mean, maybe I can trick this fabric somehow to to make it cool. But like, what what can I use that, that is free and people, you know, that we don't need anymore and that has a, lot, a short lifespan? And, you know, I just, I just, I don't know why. I just looked at the, the grocery bags and I was like, yeah, that, um, I was like, I didn't think about it that, you know, like how I got inspired there. But like months later, I was like, why would I not use that for my collection? And so I went into a, a bike shop and they was kind of looking at me like, really, you want this? Because they were just throwing it directly into the trash. They didn't even try to see mm-hmm. if they could recycle it somehow. Do you have any role models or people that you kind of look up to, like within the fashion industry or within the sustainability field? I look up to um, Sarah Waste Daniel because um, they really, you know, they they make everything out of um, cutting scraps. Um, so they don't even have new materials. They just take everything off the floor and they search everything together. And I mean, they have they have very uh, standardized, um, you know, like a t-shirt, a pen, and so on. And and then they just mix everything up with the different squares or 
you know, weird shapes that I have. But it's really great because, you know, they take so many scraps out of the cutting floors and out of the waste. And do you have any recommendations of, like, where people can get more information about sustainability and zero waste? Like, any books or movies or maybe, like, a documentary? Um, sure. I mean, we I, even on my website, um, we I have a blog, and uh, we tell a little bit about, you know, of course, what we do, but also what's happening in the world, like with the, the garbage patch in the oceans and, and so on. Uh, but it's a very little blog, and it's, you know. Um, but um, I also um, uh, follow uh, some sustainable bloggers as well. Um, that's mm-hmm. really cool, and they tell a little bit of facts and you know, um, and document what they see. Um, and I would recommend World Threat and uh, Italy uh, Engaged. Uh, that's two really good ones. And there is uh, Jenny Moster. She's she's more of a, a vegan blogger, but she, you know, she thinks, oh, you know, being vegan, the vegan society is very supportable, uh, supportive to the um, um, to the sustainable movement as well because you know eating meat also lowers their footprint and so on um and sometimes she has some um uh, blogs about you know uh oh youtubes about uh sustainable fashion as well uh as as many other things um um as well does the other two cool awesome i'll get those from you and link those in the show notes so that people can check those out yes for sure do you have any like favorite brands or companies that you really like because of their mission or how eco conscious they are? I mean, other than your own, of course. <laughs> yeah, out of my own. Um, I mean, there's uh, so so. What I'm finding in in the industry um, is that most companies are bohemian, um, very earth friendly brands. Um, you know, more classic silhouettes. Um, I mean, of course, they have um, they have good emissions and so on. Um, but I also feel that it's, you know, what I'm trying to do is to give a more fashion forward statement, it, um, a little bit more upscale uh, feel to the sustainable um, to the sustainable fashion industry because um, there's not many out there. And I want to, the reason why I want to give that is because, you know, I want people that also don't know about the sustainable, you know, brands or, or don't know what to do. And many of my customers actually don't know anything about the sustainable part because um, they come in the store and they look at my garments and, you know, they fall in love and then they uh, they tell the story about the brand and they say, oh, wow, this is really amazing because they want to support it, even not knowing going into the store that they wanted to do that, you know. So that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. What, I, what I'm trying to do. Um, but, I mean, I mentioned um, too with uh, Daniel, there's also um, Study New York. Um, and, I mean, there is, like, the bigger ones, Reformation. Um, uh, there's also uh, Arcana New York, uh, which is actually a friend of mine. Uh, mine. Um, and, um, yeah. But cool. it, I mean, awesome. it's all, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. So it's all different what they what they what they're trying to to do with the sustainable factor. They all have different views. 
But um, I, I'm most I, I mostly like the ones that I'm thinking about the zero waste. So there is also EO everyone, um, which is you know they have everything within you know uh, like creams and uh, bath products. Um, I use a few of them. Um, there's also a brand called Shea, uh, S H E A. Um, it's a uh, lotion brand. Um, and they actually make everything local in Brooklyn. So I also like to to you know support local brands like when I can. Yeah, awesome. That's great. Yeah, supporting local is definitely the way to go. Yes, for sure. If you have to kind of condense it down to three tips to give someone who is really looking to live a more eco-conscious life but isn't sure about how to achieve that, what would be your three tips? Okay. <laughs> um, the first one would be um, eat less meat because that is a very polluting. Um, the I think it's up there, but I think oil is the first, fashion is second, and then uh, I think the meat industry is third. I'm not sure. Um, so it, it's definitely important. Maybe, I mean, just start out small. Maybe just eat meat once a day or have a meatless Monday. That's very popular. Um, but also... Uh, Make sure if you have stuff that can be recycled, please do so. Um, it's so important so that the wrong things doesn't end up in the landfills because, you know, there's so much stuff you didn't know could recycle, um, be recycled, that actually can. Um, and then I guess the last thing, as I mentioned earlier, you know, when you go out grocery shopping, bring your own bags because, um, you know, it's it, we, whenever uh, – People shop. They they give you. They may mostly sometimes double back. Uh, so when you just do a small shopping trip, you come home with at least ten to fifteen bags, and then what do you do with them? And, and you know, go to farmers markets and buy bulk because they don't have everything wrapped in plastic and styrofoam. That's what I would recommend for sure. And of course, <laughs> the last one: buy sustainable fashion. <laughs> <laughs> How do you recommend for people? I think it's interesting because you're on the opposite end of this. But for consumers, I know it can be a little overwhelming to try to do a lot of research on which companies are very environmentally friendly or which ones are using models that are more in line with fair trade principles or that are, you know, better to the whole supply chain, including the people who are involved. Um, how do you find your information about which brands are doing good and what are the good brands to kind of help support? Um, there is uh, a few websites that I uh, can mention uh, um, or can tell you, and then you can write it uh, underneath the podcast. Because uh, right now I um, I kind of forgot what the names are, but there's a few sites that we are also on, so they can actually just, uh, there's also an app. You can go in and you can tap that you want uh, sustainable fashion or like you know what is what is important to you. Is it the fabric or like for uh, for creams? Is it a, is it organic and so on? So you can put up the the things that is important to you or like you know if you want to find local brands, you know type in you know sustainable brands in New York or if you want to see it or yeah stuff like that. There's definitely that. And I can give you that afterwards. Okay, cool. Yeah, awesome. 
And I guess uh, another question that I had is, what's the craziest thing that you've done in the name of nature sustainability? <laughs> um, good one. Um, so you know that I uh, I use uh, I try to upcycle what I can, and I I must say that um, the plastic bag uh, hunt is uh, probably the most crazy thing that um, <laughs> I have done. <laughs> Because, you know, you're kind of uh, uh, hoping that uh, there's nothing in the bag. It's because nature likes to crawl in there. Um, so sometimes, you know, <laughs> there's six spiders. And I think, you know, doing that is, is, um, is, is, is a bit out there for me. <laughs> but uh, I do what I can to save the nature. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, so talk to me a little bit more about your process. Like, how do you find materials and things to use for cause you're saying your plastic bag hunt like what does that mean uh i mean it would be like uh going out on my bike if you know if it's a larger distance and then oh i see a bag and then i jump off and i go after it and then i have a bag on my um steering wheel and i just keep putting bags in there until i can't have any more and I uh, go back home, I wash them, <laughs> and I start cutting them, and then I do the whole process of it. So it is time-consuming, but uh, I hope that, you know, people appreciate, uh, you know, that I'm doing it, you know. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Do you ever get weird looks or, like, comments about what yeah. you're doing? Like, do people ever ask you? I think you call me the back lady. <laughs> People haven't really, you know, commenting, but I do get the looks when I jump off my bike and like, you know, they're like, what is she doing? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, um, I think, I mean, I think my friends are like, think it's a good course, but they, I think they think like, you know, really plastic bags? Because, <laughs> you know, there is processes to them. You can buy you can buy fabric that you know with the bottles and so on um i feel it's it's a cool and very unique way to if you buy you know the jewelry or something with embellishment on um you know you can say well i helped taking a quarter of a bag or a bag out of the the landfills you know and then you know you look good do you have any other last thoughts or comments or things that you wanted to share about your business make sure that you support um you know, smaller brands as well as uh, larger sustainable brands. So, I mean, we are definitely uh, gaining a footprint just generally as a sustainable fashion movement. The fashion industry has to change. If it doesn't, I don't know how long this earth will survive. Yeah, absolutely. Good. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. Of course. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I love the extreme actions Malika takes to ensure her fashion line is eco-conscious and timeless. She sells her products online and at eco-conscious pop-up stores around New York City. There is actually one this week Friday, November 17th at Dreams on Air. 10% of the profits from this event will be donated to Grow New York City and other sustainable designers will be there as well like Gunnas and Arcana. Check out Malika's designs online and see how zero-waste fashion can actually be quite elegant. You can find her at MalaikaNewYork.com. That's M-A-L-A-I-K-A New York.com. She's also on Instagram and Facebook. Tune in again next time, Eco Warriors. Stay green.
Thanks for talking dirty with us. Tune in next week for more Trash Talking with Eco Warriors. For more inspiration, follow us on Instagram at Trashy Beauty Co.